Thank you to Michelle and Marion and Voices Lakeshore, also to the Bell Choir for the music of the morning, the, the resurrection story and song. Let's pray together. Loving God, it is a beautiful morning, it is a good morning, and yet we understand. And yet we understand that in the midst of celebration, there are many here that are carrying heavy burdens. in this surface and in these moments, may it become clear and true that those burdens are not theirs alone. They are born in faith, they are born in community. We live this life together. In the name of Jesus we pray, amen. Again, welcome to Lakeshore, welcome to this historic Easter Sunday. Historic in that this is March 23rd, the earliest Easter since 1913. So only the very oldest among us would remember. My son is looking at me, weren't you about 20 then? And let me go out on the limb. It's not likely that any of us will live to see another Easter this early. For the next Easter that will come this early is 168 years away. <laughs> I might do better on that prediction than I'm doing at my NCAA basketball predictions. <laughs> the story of the resurrection or the discovery of the resurrection, as John tells it in his gospel, is an unfolding story. And one of those mo important moments of unfolding, one of those important moments of discovery comes when Mary Magdalene, grief-stricken, aware that the tomb is empty but not at all sure what is going on, sees someone standing there assumes that the person standing near the tomb is the gardener and asks, where, where have you taken him? It, it's not a big deal, but just let me know so I can go to that body and deal with it with respect, the way it should be dealt with. And this individual turns to Mary and in a moment of profound realization, in a moment of a profound awakening, as if scales fell from her eyes, a moment that would remain forever in her mind and her heart, this supposed gardener speaks to her but a word, Mary. And she understands that this is not the gardener, that this is the risen Lord. She reaches out. And Jesus says something most important. And his words to her are what I want to lift up to you this morning. <clears throat> lift up to us this morning. Mary, don't, don't try to hold on to me. I've got work left to do. 
But you go. You go back to my brothers. You go back to the community. It's as if Jesus was saying to her, Mary, this resurrection is a good event. It's a grand event. It's a life-changing event. It's full of deep emotion. But Mary, resurrection is not something you grasp in a moment. It's not an emotion you hold on to. It's not one shining moment seared in your mind. Resurrection is something you live out in your community. Go back, Mary, to the community and figure out the meaning of the resurrection together to fully understand, to fully appreciate what this event is about. You have to go back to your sisters and brothers and work it out with them in every age, in every time, in every place. So we gather this morning. We gather this morning to celebrate the resurrection, the resurrection then, that singular historic moment. But I trust we gather for another purpose. To say we together will be the community of the resurrection. The community Mary was pointed back to. And that in our lives, in our worship service, in our song, in our prayers, but in our lives, in our, our caring for the community around us, we will commit ourselves to living out the meaning of the resurrection. Don't hold on to me, Mary. Don't hold on to this moment of great insight and emotion. But go back, go back to the community and work the meaning of the resurrection out. So many times in his journey, so many times in his ministry, <clears throat> Jesus pointed back, went back to the community. As Allison pointed out when she baptized Tiare, when Jesus went to John the Baptist there in the wilderness of Jordan to be baptized, he was saying this community, this community of baptism, this community of giving ourselves in a new way to God, I want to be part of that community. It's not just you, it's me, it's not just me, it's you. From the cross. In his dying moments, as John tells the story of the crucifixion, Jesus looks from the cross in agony, and he looks at his mother Mary, and he looks at the beloved disciple John, and to Mary he speaks, Woman, behold your son. And to John he speaks, Beloved one, behold your mother. From the cross, he pointed his followers back to the community. You must care for. You must be there. You must live this faith out 
not as solitary individuals, but as sisters and brothers. Don't hold on to me. Go back. Go back to the community. We have examples of this understanding in our own life, in our own times. His name is Paul. He's a Jesuit priest in India. He writes of the death of his godmother, a woman of great faith, claimed by cancer. As she lived with this terrible disease, her prayer was, prayer was not, Lord, cure me, but God, let someone find a cure for this disease today so that others who live with this disease and others who will experience it in years to come, that they might be healed. Concern certainly for her own situation, but to the community, for others. As her death approached, one day she took some note cards and began to write. Paul and his godfather assumed she was writing her last will and testament. When she was finished writing, and she wrote for several hours, she gave Paul, gave her husband the cards. And on the cards were not words of goodbye, not bequeathing of resources to relatives, but recipes, recipes so her husband could feed the kids. In this moment, she was saying, in this moment, don't hold on to me. I'm on my way. But you have a family to take care of. You have a little community that's going to need you. And knowing how you cook, these might come in handy. <laughs> back to the community. Back to the family. Don't hold on to me, Mary. In the life of faith, in the life of resurrection, it's community that matters most. For in community, there is encouragement, and in living, <clears throat> excuse me, in living the resurrection, we need that, that encouragement. And in community, there is accountability. We hold each other responsible. A good example of this resurrection community comes from the founders of the Three Doctors Foundation. Perhaps some of you have heard of this or seen this foundation. Three young men. Three young men growing up on the mean streets, the hard streets of Newark, New Jersey. As teens, they formed a pact. They formed a community. They made an agreement that they would encourage each other and hold each other accountable. And that in this tough city, where so many simply didn't make it, they would be a three-person community 
of transformation, of resurrection, and together the three of them would go to college, they would go to medical school, and they would become doctors. And through high school, when others of their peers were making choices that were not healthy, that did not take them down the road of being contributing members of community and society, they said, are you studying tonight? Are you going to school? Through college, with all the choices of, that college offers, they encouraged each other and they held each other accountable. The same through medical school. Their names are Samson Davis, George Jenkins, Rameek Hunt. And they saw each other through. And in order to keep their community going, they founded this foundation, the Three Doctors Foundation, and said to other young people, you too, not just on your own, but as a part of a community, as part of a community of encouragement and accountability, you too can rise above your surroundings and circumstances. Mary, go back. Go back to my brothers. Take with them what you have seen here. But this is not an emotional moment that you cling to. This resurrection is a force that needs to be experienced known as encouragement and accountability in the community of faith. For it's in, it's in community that resurrection faith is nurtured. It's in community that our beliefs are shaped. It's in community that, that love is, is rooted. And it's in this resurrection community where it is whispered whispered from age to age, from generation to generation, from century to century. He is alive. He is alive. He is alive. A whisper not, not subject to proof. A whisper not subject to scientific examination. But a whisper that may be observed Yes, in private lives of deep religious devotion, but best in communities. Best in communities that we are sent back to to figure out this marvel, this wonder of the resurrection. Mary, don't hold on to me. Go back. Go back. We stand with Mary and we hear Jesus' words anew. And we claim this marvelous community. May it be a place of encouragement, accountability, of rising above where on at least the good days we figure this resurrection 
we figure this resurrection thing out together.